Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. What's up, Mike? Derek, I did legs two days ago, and my hamstrings are super tight, so I'm probably going to cramp mid-episode and fall out of the chair. Perfect. Pretty excited for that. You're going to be like all the Buccaneers receivers. Did you see all three of them went out with hamstring injuries and are out next week? Good times. Yeah, so it must be going around, man. It's like the flu. Yeah, maybe they should eat some bananas. Yeah, why don't you drink more water? I know, it's not that big of a deal. Be an athlete. Yeah, seriously, be an athlete. You know? They, they're they just sore? Yeah. How often do you do legs? I do legs twice a week. Do you? Yeah, so I split it up. Um, but I, I enjoy it. It's definitely nice. I'm trying to grow those cowboy thighs. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know why you're taking that so hard. <laughs> it's not that I'm taking it hard. I'm just, you know. We, we had a, a listener tell Mike that he has cowboy thighs. So now, now he's like really in the back of his mind every single time we talk and he brings it up like it's really killing his self-esteem. Yeah. I legitimately squat that much deeper just yeah. because of that now. Is it a motivation or is it – because to me, that means you have muscular legs. So you're just making your cowboy thighs even bigger. I don't even know how to take it. I've asked friends of mine that are female what their take is. I've asked uh, close friends that are dudes what their take is. They don't know. I, I've never heard of that before in my life. But yeehaw, you know, let's just keep squatting, <laughs> I guess. I just – I don't know. I'll, I'll see everybody out on the uh, on the ranch. What What's bigger than cowboy thighs? I I've never heard of it before. I, so I'm I talking from a logistical scale. standpoint, Mike. What's oh. bigger than a cow? <laughs> Those are elephant boy thighs, bro. Yeah. What's what larger than at. a Hereford? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have no idea. Can we talk about All the right. whiskey? We, we kind of. It's not whiskey today. So it is actually gin. <laughs> so today, great segue, Mike. Real seamless. Uh, <laughs> this, this gin that we have today is from Lockhouse Distilling. Yes. Uh, Lockhouse is a local distillery in Buffalo, right in the Cobblestone District. Corey Moscato, if you haven't watched the Friday interview with him, he's a riot. Yeah, And is. if I know anything about him, the next gin is going to be all broccoli flavored. Which I'm all about. Yeah, he is a riot. Awesome interview. Very entertaining. We met up with him at the 500 Pearl event, too, and did a little bit of a spiel there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice guy, and we were very thankful to have him on yeah yeah we appreciate all of his side comments but just the way he goes about everything in life is authentic and it does show in their business principles right um and all of their products yeah so this is a limited release barrel gin i can touch on all the specifics if you want to oh you have it already down oh yeah all right sweet go for it all right so for lockhouse distilling just so you guys know uh like it's like derek just touched on it's also discussed a little bit in the interview with Corey, but they are the first distillery to operate in Buffalo, New York since Prohibition, which kind of puts them on the marker for being kind of the first. Right. I mean, they, they showed up, took the scene, and they came around around the same time that the beers and the craft scene was taken off. So I was basically informed by a friend to go check them out because of their atmosphere and their mm-hmm. cocktails. So I went, and that was the first time I actually tried this, and it was in the cocktail that I'm going to recommend tonight. So a few things about them is that, like you said, they're nestled in the Cobblestone District, and they produce six flagships and two seasonal spirits. They're available in the following states. For those that do listen uh, outside of our area, they are in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, and D.C., Okay. So they are getting around, and they are conveniently located adjacent to Canal Side and the Key Bank Center, the Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Casino. There you go. Casino, that's a new yeah. one. That's, yeah. the, that's the Latino casino. <laughs> yeah, there's no Native Americans that run that casino. It's just every. I, I'm moving on. All right, yeah, and the do. Buffalo Inner and Outer Harbors as well as Riverworks and Lockhouse Bar, is the perfect place to start or end your evening downtown. They're centered to all of those locations, and they do a really good job. So 
They have house-produced spirits. You can also grab a beer from one of their seven draft lines, primarily focused on New York State beers and ciders, and you can choose from their extensive selection of canned beers, ciders, and wine by the glass or the bottle. So for the barrel-aged gin, it is a strong lavender and ginger take that takes the lead, and it's rounded out by oak. And if you want, I can touch on the aroma uh, but I think we should do that later when we rate it. Yeah, let's do that a little later. No the, the thing with this is it's finished in bourbon barrels, which is why normally gin is a light, clear liquid. Yeah. This is a darker liquid because it's finished in, is it used barrels? Is that what his key was? Yes. It's finished in used barrels, so all that color from the, the whiskey is coming into this gin which is very unique, and they actually have it sitting for two years? 10 to 12 months. 10 to 12 months, right. In white American oak barrels. White American oak, okay, yeah. Which is the longest age gin that Corey has... Heard of. Heard of and found. He's done research and hasn't found anything that even comes close. Yeah. Sometimes companies will just throw it in a barrel to Mm -hmm. call it something different. Right. But you can tell just by looking at it. I mean, it looks like a bourbon. Yeah, it it is so dark. It has a very dark brown color to it, and it's because it's been in those barrels for so long. Absolutely. Um, this and, is 90 proof, too. So it's 90 proof, 45% ABV uh, per 750 milliliters. Yeah. They have really cool bottles, too. Yeah, very cool. Their their logo, uh, company logo, is raised on the side. It's a very cool distillery. Go check out that interview. He talks more about the gin. Mm-hmm. We had a cocktail when we were standing there with him. I think we had the gin old-fashioned while we were there, right? Yeah. And it's fantastic. I loved it. Um, great products. Great guy. Go listen to that interview. You, you won't be disappointed. No, they do a good job. This did win awards, too. Um, from 2015 until 2017 is their most recent on their website. But they won silver in 2015. They won best in class and double gold in 2016. They won silver again in 2016 for a different competition. And then in 2017, they won both bronze and silver with the American Distilling Institute Craft Spirits Judging and the American Craft Spirit Association. Sick. So it does do really well. And this is a gin that you can drink neat, which is something we should touch on because most gins you want to incorporate some type of cocktail, yeah. but you can have this neat. And because we're the Buffalo happy hour and we're we do everything to. neat, then this is how we do it. Yeah, Let's take a sip. Cheers. Cheers. Even though the thing didn't go off with this too. I love this. The floral notes really come out quite yeah. a bit. So they also touched on during the interview that they have a higher percentage of juniper in their gin than a majority of, of other gins. Mm-hmm. I think legally, what is it? 50, 51% I think legally has to be um, the makeup of Juniper in order for you to consider it a gin. He might have talked about this in his interview too, but I believe his said 64 that he was putting in it, which is a very high, like right off the nose in the initial taste is very, very high floral and Juniper taste. And the lavender just comes out like crazy too. Yeah. This is a very, very dynamic gin. It is. And heavy, heavy floral. It's a sipper. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. But there's not going to be a ton of oils in it, so we didn't bring the dropper out. Nope. Uh, because putting the dropper into it, that water is not going to change the taste at all. Right. So we're just going to drink it straight and enjoy it. I'm excited. Should we talk about what we're wearing? We should. I mean, this interview is... ugly sweaters, yeah, This interview, because we're interviewing each other. Yeah. But this episode... Well, we technically are. Technically, but, but yeah, so episode 12, it's getting released on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. So Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. That's you crazy bastards. I know. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we're so, wearing our ugly sweaters, man. Yeah. We had a, a party at my house. We did. A couple days ago. Yes. Uh, ugly sweater Christmas party. Just to get all the friends together, have some drinks. We dr- actually drank quite a bit of the stuff that we've been advertising on here absolutely which is pretty sweet yeah the, the uh, it was a crowd pleaser yeah crowd pleaser for sure <laughs> i don't know what pleaser is but it's definitely a cloud pleaser <laughs> jesus i did say it again i'm hammered uh a crowd pleaser for sure so uh all of the <laughs> all of the empty bottles too we're going to build a display we want to add more props to this setup that we have here so we're thinking about doing shelves on the wall 
I'm going to hit my head at least 12 times, then all the the bottles are going to come falling on my face. Worth it. Oh, yeah, for sure. It'll be great content. Yes. Clickbait. I can't wait. But we're going to have two shelves to line up all of the empty bottles that we have because you and I are just downing all of these. Yeah, I mean, we should probably word it a little bit better. It's over a period of time. In an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we're done with the episode, we finish the bottle right then. No, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I know. Cheers. Cheers. This is hmm. incredibly for- florally. I'm having a tough time today. You are. It's okay, though. Probably because we stayed up very late watching the Bills game. Which, we'll, which we'll talk about. <laughs> clinched. Clinched. Dude, yeah. Clinched. So this is actually tasting different here than it is when we had it there. I don't... Or it's it was just time and oh, place. Oh, yeah. We took we a didn't shot care. of it there, too. Yeah. yeah. And it was... It seemed milder. This is just... Every time punching me in the face well, with lavender and love. <laughs> lavender and love. That was my senior quote, actually. Um, so <laughs> We'll talk about that. <laughs> Just kidding. It was not. It was one and done. Um, <laughs> but these glasses, it's an testament to these glasses. Because the way that they're shaped, like we talked about in the first episode, it's to continuously deliver a consistent smell because the notes are consolidating to go out of the top of it into your nose. So that's why when you're having just a regular shot glass, they're not designed for any specific way. It's down for you. It's designed for you to just down it as quickly as possible. Whereas this, you have a majority of the liquid sitting at the bottom and the aromas are exiting through a smaller top, which is going right into your nose, which is probably why we're getting a ton more flavors right now than we were there. Yeah. Cause when we had it there, we had it out of a giant beaker. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a huge open mouth. Yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't have anything. For, you want to just drink out of this beaker? <laughs> we're like, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> it was incredible. But yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. So back to the Christmas party. So we, we had a bunch of people over here, uh, both of us included. We were like celebrities. Just kidding. We're still not. Uh, but all of the stuff that we've had here, we've gotten a lot of feedback that people that listened to this podcast, didn't even know that a lot of these distilleries existed. No, we're expanding the horizons. We are. We're doing quite a service for these distilleries. I mean, granted, we're still a small scale, but a lot of my friends didn't even know that there were so many distilleries in the area. Yeah, and I'm getting a lot of messages from people outside of the state. Oh, really? Like family and friends, and they're they're pretty upset that they can't get some of the stuff because mm-hmm. first they see our rating, but they see our authentic reaction while we're having it, right. and it intrigues them, and then they can't get it, yeah. and we can't ship yeah, it really. because laws yeah so we feel bad but are you a gin drinker to begin with do you like gin i do yeah. it's one it's in a cocktail i mean this is right. the first time in my life i've ever that's true been able to have gin neat so this is going to be interesting when we get to the rating section because yeah. for me and what you just said we don't have a ton to compare it against no but I'm, i know the smell of hendrix i know what it tastes like that's really what we have back behind the bar right you have a couple bottles of other stuff back there like uh Tangeray and pinnacle but this is I've never had it straight before. Right. So it, it'll be interesting once we get there. But I love it, dude. It is good. I didn't think that I was going to like it this much. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did. But I'm also Irish, and I love all alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. This makes me smile inside. <clears throat> yeah. So we uh, got some cool facts. So I got a couple segments here for us today. All right. So what's the overview? What's the segments? So we're going to talk about the cocktail. And then uh, we're going to talk a little about ugly sweaters. Okay. Because that's something that we can do because we do whatever we want here. That's right. And then we're going to jump into a little bit of a weird news. Okay. And then the Bills playoffs, baby. That's right. So that's right. we are, and that is in no particular order. This podcast can basically go completely off the rails. And as long as we touch on a little bit of those, I'm fine with it. But also another update we now have a solidified tabletop. We do. Nice which job. Which is a huge deal. Yeah. This I'm isn't not going, doing... Yeah. Nothing's fallen. No kickflips. It's really nice. We're going to also get our logo burned into the top of it. Burned. Burned. Lasers. If you haven't... Uh, I would like to take a course in women's lasers from Parks and Rec. <laughs> um, if you haven't checked out our uh, Facebook and our Instagram, we partnered with a local company, Queen City Creative Works. It's one of my friends, or our friends. Um, and he is doing the shirts that we're going to be doing. Oh, yes. Him and his wife. Oh, yes. So it's great. We we can actually talk about the shirts and what we're going to be doing because it's basically all solidified now. Yes. Um, but we partnered with them to create the shirts, do the logos for us, and also a lot of other cool stuff as well. We just got ornaments for Christmas. 
that have both of our dogs on one yes. and then our logo on the other, which is badass. Yes. So again, if you don't follow us on Instagram or Facebook, go check them out because they're an awesome company. They're doing things right mm-hmm. and they're local right here in uh, Western New York. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And then for our shirts, our shirts came in. They are very so comfy, dude. Very comfortable. We invested in these shirts because we wanted them to be the most comfortable shirt I've ever worn. So there's two there's two things that went into this conversation for us, and I think that it's important for the listeners. The yeah. first thing is we wanted it to be comfortable and for us to last. We don't want to just provide a shirt that'll shrink immediately, um, and then have a logo that'll just completely fall off. I've been in that position. It is frustrating, especially when you're investing in something that you think will last and make sense. Mm-hmm. So we took the time to do some research, talk to people that we know that are in the in the industry, and picked a, a better quality t-shirt, and it shows. They are super mm-hmm. soft, super comfortable. Super light, too. Yeah, very light. It's not a shirt that you're going to regret wearing in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Cleo's going to bark in every episode, and I'm... It's part of our podcast, Considering getting her a muzzle. No way. She it's can't part of the see podcast. anything outside, dude. Why is she barking? It doesn't, no one's here. It's 5.04 p.m., and she's loving her life, man. She just wants to be involved. We need some sort of uh, thing around the microphone so it doesn't pick up outside noise. That's actually a problem with these uh, microphones, is that they do pick up quite a bit of outside noise. Anyway, back to the shirts. Yeah, it's all Go good. For it. So we also So we partnered with Queen City. And we also partnered with Western New York Heroes. Mm-hmm. And now that we took care of some things behind the scene with them um, and sent it back to them, mm-hmm. we can now officially say on the air, which is exciting, is that exciting. we are going to donate a portion of all proceeds to them. And Western New York Heroes works directly with the community and all local vets. And that goes with all the wounded vets. Um, all the Gold Star families, the widows of soldiers that deceased overseas, and they do a really good job of remaining humble and consistent in their message and their work. So Derek and I discussed uh, who we wanted to work with, and we wanted to keep it local with somebody that is not necessarily getting federal grants, Mm -hmm. because that does happen a lot. So just know that the amount that you guys pay for every t-shirt, a portion of that is going directly to them, and then they can do what they do, Mm -hmm. which... Trust me, it's great. You can 1,000% check them out on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. They're everywhere. They also have a YouTube channel, and they partnered with us. We, we partnered with them. And no matter where you guys are, um, no matter where we give the, you know provide the shirt to, even if you're in a different state, some of that money is going directly into local vets. Mm-hmm. And we're, ex- I mean, we're ecstatic about it. Yeah. So I'm pumped. We're very, very excited that we found something so quickly that we wanted because it's something you and I are both passionate about. One thing with this podcast, we're not expecting to get like, we never went into this like, yeah, bro, Lamborghini in a year. Like that wasn't our goal. Our goal was to give back, help Buffalo, help everything in Buffalo, which is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I really am happy that we came up with this conclusion so quickly Me too. that we wanted to do this because it's going to be great. And props to them because they were extremely responsive. Yeah. So, We reached out within a day and a half. They were sending us all the all the things that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking back and forth, extremely open dialogue, very transparent on both of our, you know, for both parties, all considered. For both parties. And, like, this is a legal matter. Yeah, and <laughs> it was just really cool to, to work with them, and we're excited because now we're going to be working with them at different events. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows us to get more involved with the community, which is huge, and it's basically opening the doors. The yeah. floodgates are about to really blow up Absolutely. because we're going to be doing stuff inside and outside of whiskey that is just all about Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So we, we have a thought in mind where we want to, we really want to make sure that we don't have a ton of sitting inventory. We're a podcast first. We're not a clothing store first. Correct. But that being said, if you get the word out that so many people want stuff like sharing our content Click that share button on YouTube and just spread it around. It takes no time for you to do it, and it can really bring someone who either likes whiskey, likes gin, likes funny podcasts, or uh, even like donating to local charities exactly, or foundations and everything. So we really want to make sure that we don't have a ton of inventory, but we also want to make sure that we're selling as much as we can. Yeah. So the first batch is going to be 50 shirts. We already ordered them. They're upstairs. If that is something that you want, and you're interested in, send us a DM, contact one of us uh, if you if you have our numbers or anything. 
but let us know because we want to get these shirts made and sold as quickly as possible just so we can figure out what we want to do for the next order. Yeah, so we started, like you said, we started with 50. I already have a list of 13 people that have reached out and said, definitely put me down. Here's my size. I want a T-shirt. And that's just going to roll. So we want to do batches. We want to keep it, like you said, organized. Mm -hmm. So drop a comment. Let us know. We're pumped. Yeah. So More details to come. And we'll be posting a picture on all of our social media. So follow our social media, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Follow Queen City Creative Works on social media. They're everywhere also. Facebook, Instagram, and then Western New York Heroes to show them some love. Of course. Absolutely. It's going to be great, man. I'm going to be repping that shirt all the time. I know. I wore the uh, polo that we made for the event Any to looks? the grocery store. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, here's my badge. Like, oh my walking goodness. around like I'm pretty famous. I had my business card with me just in case someone asked me. I'm like, yeah, listen, I do a podcast. They're like, I don't care. I'm like, oh, okay, never mind then. It was a fun time. It makes sense. I just wanted to do it. I'm going to go out in public, see if I got some looks. Nothing? Nothing. All right, soon. Yeah, no, really. But I was also hanging around the deli for a while because I had to get a lot of lunch meat, so I didn't explore the whole store. But we'll get there, man. We'll get there. I just wanted to pick up a ham. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so next segment before I get Um, too excited. So you and I did not know what was in eggnog last episode. Correct. Which, a little embarrassed because I feel like we should have. It's part egg and part nog. (laughs) The, The real ingredients are milk, cream, sugar, Whipped egg whites and egg yolks. To be fair, I was not embarrassed at all. No. Because it's eggnog. Yeah, I'm I'm not like a huge proponent of eggnog. (laughs) Right. But I mean, it works. Yeah. Um, So ugly sweaters. Since we're wearing the ugly sweaters, let's talk about them for a little bit. Let's do it. So the first ugly sweater was in the 50s. There was a mass commercialization of Christmas. So they created these sweaters known as the Jingle Bell sweaters, which were... Supposed to be used not for being ugly. Like, they were supposed to be pretty and people were to wear them wherever they wanted to go. And it would have been not an ugly sweater. It would have been something that you can wear wherever. So, with the mass commercialization of Christmas and sweaters throughout the whole country, this is where the design came from. Where it was just supposed to be some cool design. And the 1980s, it became popular again, these sweaters. But for the satire reason of them being ugly. Um, have you ever heard the show, The Crosby the Cosby Show? Not yeah. Crosby, Sidney Crosby. He's not in this show. Okay. But The Cosby Show? Yes. Uh, Cliff Huxtable. Do you know him? Not personally. Well, he... <laughs> no? He's in my phone. Um, <laughs> he It became popular because he used to wear it on set. Oh. An ugly sweater for satire purposes. So that's where the transition from a pretty sweater to a more comical and um, like satire perspective came into play from right. there. And then in the 2000s, there's two individuals, Chris Boyd and Jordan Birch, who launched the first ugly sweater Christmas party in the 2000s. I wish I was there. Now, December 21st, is considered National Ugly Christmas Sweater Day. Well, in honor, here we are. We are. And this is going to be released on the 23rd. So you better, you bet your damn ass bringing it full circle again. The 21st, I'm going to be wearing this. Where'd you find yours? Um, I, I found mine in JCPenney's. Did you? Yes. <laughs> Why did you whisper that? It was an adventure to find one. Oh, was it? Yeah. I walked the mall for a while, couldn't find anything, realized that it was, you know, way past dinner time and I was getting aggravated and hangry. So I said, screw it. I'll just go into Penny's and see what they got. What's your go-to store? What to go I... to for like something like this. Is it Pennies? Yeah, it's yeah. like Pennies or Macy's or something like Mine that. Mine is Marshall's. I feel like I can find the best cheap, like, ugly sweater in Marshall's or Burlington or something like that. Did they have them? Yeah. Well, this is, so the day of our Christmas party, yeah. I was like, listen, Tom, I don't have something. Tom's my cousin. Listen, Tom, I don't have an ugly sweater. Can you get one for me? He's like, yeah, sure. I'm going to grab one right now. So he picked this up at Marshall's. Okay. Well, Love that's good it, to dude. know. It's comfortable as hell. Is it? I want to wear this every day. Oh, my gosh. If it didn't have... I don't even know what it has on there. Oh, an alpaca, is it? Yeah. If it didn't have an alpaca on it, I would probably wear it to work quite a bit. Show it to the camera. See? A little alpaca there. There you go. It's good times. What is yours? yours I, is- I just got... I honestly think they're moose. I don't even think they're reindeer. Oh, no. They're moose. Moose. What's the plural of moose? 
Mies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Was that an honest answer? <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> How'd I do? Dude, bad. Yeah, that was not a good answer. What is it's it? Mooses? Moose. No, it's moose. Oh, it's just moose's moose, huh? Yeah. Well, good thing I used moose in my hair. Moose? Just kidding. Did I you thought ever, it was moose. Did you ever use moose in your hair growing up? Oh, yeah, dude. I had, like, when I used to skateboard and all that stuff, I had those blonde or the yellow tips. Yeah. That you, like, spike your hair and then you twist. We got a drink. You twist the uh, the tips of it to get them yellow. How'd that work out? Oh, real good. I was a real hit with the ladies. They're oh like, my oh, my God. God, who's this guy with yellow hair? Like, yeah, I know, it's me. <laughs> no, it was. I used to use that all the time. And then when I was younger, I did the spike a lot. Okay. That was a cool thing to do back then. Right. What, what was your hairstyle back in the day? I used to buzz my hair. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I realized that I couldn't really do that anymore. Um, the times changed, and I kept getting called things that I was not. And oh. they kept calling me somebody who was a part of a group that I was not a part of. <laughs> oh my God. So I started to grow up my hair a little bit, and then I would just spike the front and keep it pretty, pretty tight mm-hmm. around. And then now I have the the comb. Mine evolved. Like I used to do the full head. The full head spike. Yeah. Like Guy Fieri-like, you know? Oh, yeah. Just, like, poof, pumping it up. Uh, and then that's when I used to, like, twist the little colors in it. I don't know why that was such a thing. Because That NSYNC. was the dumbest thing in the entire... Oh, yeah, that's true. In sync, man. That's true, you Disney fanboy. Uh, you wouldn't know that. Uh, yeah, so... JT. Like, the- <laughs> I love JT. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, everybody loves but JT. But his head looked like ramen noodles. So. <laughs> um, but the... Like, there was yellow, there was purple, there were red. Like, all these different colors that you can put in your hair. Mm-hmm. It was just a weird trend. Yeah. Did you ever get actually... Did you ever dye your hair? No. No? No. Not even highlights? No. Again, I used to do that. I was a very strange boy. Yeah. Because I was in the skating scene. I thought I was cool. Me like, too, and I never did stuff. that. I was like the Mike Vallely of my... Nice. skating group love friends it. yeah love that reference if you if you got that reference give us a like that was, yeah, that's yeah. a throwback dude <laughs> that was awesome i yeah. was definitely more of the uh, bucky lasik there you go yeah or yeah. lasik or however you want to pronounce his last name lasik he's a badass yeah he is and then i loved rodney mullins too well everybody did yeah it's true the well, dude yeah. was an animal yeah uh but then after i did the full head i did the front a little bit okay and then the duck I, bill yeah the duck bill like, just jamming people with it. <laughs> yeah, like a platypus. <laughs> yeah. And then recently, which I'm not huge, like a huge fan of, I did the faux hawk for a while. Really? Yeah. That was, like, recent. Like, within the past five years. Mullets are coming I back. Faux-hawk. I know. I don't understand that. Have you seen Steve Belichick? No. Bill Belichick's son. Yeah, he no. looks homeless. Really? He's a jabroni, dude. Ben was... Roethlisberger looks homeless. <laughs> he looks like uh, Will Ferrell, Ron Burgundy, when he's drinking out of the milk carton. Oh, my God. <laughs> milk was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Steve Belichick, dude, he did an interview with um, just like a post-game interview. And he answered exactly like his dad would. And I'm just staring at this kid. And I'm like, this is going to be the next 20 years of the uh, Patriots franchise. This is gross. <laughs> I'm never watching football again. It doesn't matter because yeah, the Bills are going to own the division. Hell yeah, they are. But yeah. then after that, I, I started doing the comb over, and now I'm kind of static where where it is right now. Yeah, yeah. I just throw some gel and throw it to the side and leave the house. But in fairness, yours is always on point. Like your every single time I see you. Not a hair out of place. No. It is in the same spot every single time. My customers at work actually like laugh at me for it because they're like, you're so OCD that I I trust your filter inventory account because your hair is so perfect. Oh you God. can't miss filters. So it's like, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's like a legitimate joke that we have. It's funny. But yeah. Good for you. Good I know. Good for you. <laughs> what is, so in, in the spirit of Christmas. Okay. What is your go-to Christmas movie or movies? I actually thought about this the other day. Um, obviously, I got to watch Die Hard. I got to watch that once. Yeah. And then National Lampoon Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. I have to watch. Classic. A Christmas Story is always on at my grandpa's, so I watch that. Are you a Home Alone fan? Yeah. Which one? One, two, or three? So I grew up watching three. Really? Yeah. I feel like three's not a real Home Alone. No, it's not. But I did have it on VHS, and then he had the... Um, Who's he? The boy in the movie oh. he had his like motorized rc car that he put like the fireworks on and like oh, chased yeah, him around yeah. with yep. um so i was obsessed with that scene because i thought that was the coolest thing in the world but two is just og yeah two's great two's my favorite yeah 
Yeah. The bird lady. And every time I watch the first one, I get super upset at bad parenting, and I don't understand how much the mortgage is, and I really want to know. <laughs> like, the house is so pretty. Dude, that house is prime. I know. If I have a room that is dedicated to, like, burgundy chairs and leather-bound books where I can just read nothing in, that's my goal. Yeah, if you have, have Bell's Library inside your house, yeah, props. That's what I'm saying. And I want an encyclopedia collection. I don't even know how to spell encyclopedia, but I want a collection of all of it. If you ask me to try, library. I'm going to get so mad at me. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Shut up. You brought it up, dude. Now you have to. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, have you watched Christmas Chronicles on Netflix? No. It's with... God, I messed this up the other day. I was telling Gina about it, and I said it the absolute wrong actor, <laughs> and both of us just started dying laughing because it's definitely not who it is. Kurt Russell's in it. Okay. Yeah, and it's actually a very good movie. It's very sad, but it's a very good movie, and ends on a happy note. But, like, the beginning of it's pretty sad. Okay. It's very good. I, I do suggest watching it. Kind of like Up? I've We're... never seen Up. Is oh, it a Disney movie? Me neither then. I've never seen Up. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of Disney and Nickelodeon, did you see today um, Legends of the Hidden Temples coming back? That's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, Nickelodeon rules. <laughs> I won't Who go is that your far. team? Did you watch that a lot? Enough. Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah. Dude, enough. I love the blue barracudas. Those are my, that, that was my jam. The purple monkeys. What else were there? I, dude, I used to live on that game show. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, kid, go across the tightrope. You got it. Yeah. Find the shrine of the silver monkey, please. <laughs> throwbacks today i love it amazing oh, funny stuff but yeah so th- those are my favorite christmas movies family vacation and christmas chronicles nice because i had to get one classic and one new one right yeah i, never, I like the grinch i'm not a huge fan of claymation the claymation as some people call it oh not a big fan there's a couple funny scenes um god what movie is that where he's like well no one likes a jack-in-the-box i don't know i've never seen any oh of my them. goodness i can't remember i i don't know if it was uh if it was Rudolph or not, but it's, I think it's a giant snowman that makes that reference. The only one that I've seen is what is the movie with the heat miser and the, the whatever that's claymation, right? Yeah. What is that? I, I just know all the songs. Oh, I don't, okay. I can't yeah. tell you the title right that's now. True. I'm drinking right, gin. Do, do you relate more to the heat miser or the snow miser? The heat miser. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm more snow. How do you feel about the new Grinch with Jim Carrey? Is that a classic or do you prefer the old? So, with me being a lackluster childhood, okay. I prefer the new because I like the realism. Because clearly the the Grinch is a real person. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean. Like, it's a real person playing him yeah. rather than a cartoon. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan of cartoons. Like, I'm... in Blue's Clues, Steve was my favorite character in there. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Not the not the dog, Blue. Not Magenta. Not the salt and pepper shakers. Right. It was Steve because he was real. Yeah. Steve was amazing. There's and a then, different Steve now. Well, the first Steve, I they Didn't said he OD or something like that, or go to college. That's what the that's what the rule was. That he <laughs> yeah, went to he college. Went to like, college. He was already seventy four. Not <laughs> going to college. Come on, don't lie to me. <laughs> yeah, and then there was like this morbid rumor that he OD'd. He didn't OD. Yeah. There's actually a ton of articles about it. I think BuzzFeed had something out too. Oh really? Yeah, and like the truth behind Steve and what actually happened to him. I think he just got sick of it and he left. That could be. Yeah. You can only talk to an imaginary dog for so long before it, you go psychotic. Dude, the entire <laughs> show was green screen. Could you imagine acting? I cannot. No. I cannot. No, I can't either. I feel bad for Mail Mr. Rogers. Time. <laughs> Here is the mail and never fails. It's such a riot, man. Dude, those those are some good shows. Yeah, they were. Childhood was awesome. So what And then you... everything started changing. Yeah. And of now course everything's it did. just so much more difficult now, I feel. Well, yeah. Because you're taking all these outside variables into a, into a you know. Don't get all scientific on me. Like, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Telling me how electric eels work. I know, with the yeah, synapses. I was still very impressed. <laughs> I never Googled it, but I'll give you props for that. <laughs> I don't want to Google it and find out you're wrong because then I'll lose respect for you. Oh, like, right perfect. now you're like. <laughs> yeah, just lose all respect. <laughs> like right now you're way up here like, wow, that was fucking smart. <laughs> and then if I Google it and it's like, no, Mike's an idiot. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, okay. Makes more sense. It's 999% going to be a bad outcome. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to let it ride it's the synapses man they're just firing so quick (laughs) i love it that's awesome all right so what section do you want to touch on next should we do cocktails uh yes let's do it okay drop the beat
Anyways, so my cocktail is the New Fashion, which is the one that I had when I first went there. It's two ounces of this beloved barrel-aged gin, two ounces of fresh-squeezed orange juice, three-quarter ounce sweet vermouth. You stir the barrel-aged gin and sweet vermouth and fresh-squeezed orange juice with ice until chilled. Then you strain it into a fresh glass over a large ice cube and garnish with an orange peel. Oh, really good interesting yeah it's good that was very good when we had it yeah that's the first drink we had right Mm -hmm. not out of the beaker out of a real glass correct perfect yeah my cocktail is a barrel finished eggnog trying to keep it festive you know christmas time or whatever here we go yeah seriously so this is a long one because it has a side note to this all right all right so we got barrel aged gin one ounce of it a half ounce of cognac three quarters of an ounce of holiday syrup I'll tell you what holiday syrup is in a minute. Hang on to those seeds. Three ounces of almond milk, one ounce of heavy cream, and one egg. Now, to make holiday syrup, there's two cups of water, a half a cup of brown sugar, one and a half cups of raw sugar, one teaspoon of cinnamon, and one teaspoon of nutmeg, and just a pinch of allspice. Interesting. So, you're putting all this into one, and it's just going to make this awesome eggnog cocktail. Sounds really good. Yeah. Again, goes back to the whole, I've never had, like, I've never been one to go crazy on eggnog, but I feel like I would like that. I don't know if I pronounced the ending of eggnog there. I think I just left it at the O. Eggnog? <laughs> I think that's someone's name somewhere in Europe. Eggnog? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. But anyways, the didn't you mention that you had a drink at one of the local spots that had an egg in it? Or was yeah, it an egg white? Whiskey Sour. It okay. has a... Yeah, egg white in it. That's what it was. Which, it just gives you that froth on the top, mm-hmm. the egg white, and it's so good. Gotcha. Because a bar- oh, whiskey sour is just bourbon, uh, like a shit ton of lemon juice, mm-hmm. and an egg white, just to give you that like sweet and sour taste to it. Right. And as you're sipping through the froth of the egg, and you're getting that lemon, I don't know, it just does it for me. I love it. It's all you need. You just need something that does it for you. you. Need. So there you go. It's a barrel-finished eggnog, and the new fashion. Wonder why they call it new, because bourbon's old. Potentially, because bourbon's aged. Aged means old. This is a newer aged. There you go, new fashioned. That that like surprisingly fits Corey's logic too. Oh yeah, for sure. Love it. It's because broccoli is fresh. Yes, it is. Broccoli is fresh, fresh. And so also why. the label's green. Yeah, broccoli's green. I bet that was a big reason why the label's green. It's got to be. You got to watch that interview. That interview was hilarious. Yeah, it was a good time. I love him. Should we touch on the bills? We got some weird news too, man. How, how long are we, Mister Timer? Mm-mm. We're at twenty-two minutes left. Oh, killing it! We haven't had a lot of beeps. We had two so far. Every fifteen minutes, it goes off. I feel like we barely had in this episode. I don't know. Oh, there'll be one coming in like two seconds. Just that you now that you just said that. Probably. I'm having a really difficult time talking today. You're good. All right. Anyway, to keep with the Christmas spirit. Okay, so we're waiting on Bill's talk. <clears throat> yes, we're waiting on Bill's talk. We're waiting on Bill's. An airport in Lithuania Here we go. took an unusual approach at decorating their Christmas tree. They decorated it and assembled it out of confiscated items, which include scissors, knives, box cutters, and lighters. Yes. Isn't that pretty sick? Yes. That was a tall tree, too. I think they made it out of PVC pipe, and they just like hung all these confiscated items on it. Do you know what airline? Uh, it was, no, it was just in Lithuania. It was at the airport in Lithuania. Okay. So all, whatever airlines go there. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Speaking of airlines, airlines right now are actually offering priority seating for passengers in ugly sweaters. So you and I would sit first. Come on. Hell yeah, dude. In front of all the other people. And we just sit there and walk, watch you walk that by like peasants. I know. Get back there. Yeah, where's your ugly sweater? Yeah. Where's your ugly sweater? And that's the Alaska airline. On December 20th. So if you are looking for priority seating and you are flying to Alaska using the Alaska Airlines, there you go. There's your there's your key. That's Bring your free chicken. Sweater. Absolutely. Courtesy of the Buffalo Happy Hour but podcast. But do not give a moose a beer while you're there because you will get arrested. Yeah, leave the mooses alone. Which, yeah, which actually ties into this next one. So Alaska, uh, a man in Alaska frees a moose that was caught in Christmas lights. Wait, wasn't that on his... Uh... Those were entangled as antlers, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Good deed. He didn't give a beer 
or else he would have been arrested, though. Right. That was so strange. Yeah, man. I don't know why people... There's some in, craziness out there. People in Alaska are just really digging, giving moose beers. <laughs> and then this last one here is a New Jersey dairy farmer decorated all of their cows in ugly sweaters. So he made ugly sweaters for all the cows, and now people, tourists, go up there just to go see the cows. I mean, you got to keep them warm, too. Yeah. They probably love their ugly sweaters. I wonder if, like, my design was used for a sweater. Maybe. Probably. They probably didn't even have to sew any additional cloth on it. Like, that'll fit a cow. Yeah. God. <laughs> and white cowboy thighs. That's right. <laughs> Just remember, the tree can't grow without roots. The tree cannot grow. There's, There's a bee. There you go, see? Yes, we'll have dude. one more by the time the episode's over. So. Oh, so good. You want to do rating or you want to do Bill's talk? Bill's talk. Go for it. Start us off. All right. Playoffs. We clinched. Clinch the playoffs. We have an X next to our name. So the Bills make their second playoff appearance in three years, and only their second since the 1999 season. We improved to 10-4 and four and remain only a game behind the Patriots in the AFC East. We play them on Saturday in Foxborough, which that's because today's the 16th, and this releases on the 23rd. So we play the Patriots on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Short week, so fingers crossed. Um, but Bean said that since him and McD have been in the organization, we have not beat the Patriots yet. And that's kind of like a ref- as depressing it is, it is, it's kind of refreshing mm-hmm. because it's kind of a new feel to the front office and the organization as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, he's got to dance it out. He's got to dance it. So the bills have their first 10 victory season of the century. And we made our first appearance on Sunday night football since 07. Uh, we had five, we forced five turnovers, including two interceptions in the end zone and a lost fumble. There were 38 pass attempts by Devlin Hodges and 14 duck. combined duck and 14 combined rushing attempts by the quartet of Connor, Snell, White, and Samuels. There were four sacks recorded by the Bills, and our defense came into the game ranked seventh or better in the NFL in eight different defensive categories, including yards allowed and points allowed. Uh, It was a great game defensively, and offensively we need to protect the ball, convert on third down, catch the ball, and stop committing uh, felonies. Priorities. What's your first priority that we need to do? Catch the ball. Agreed. Um, Then I would go to penalties and then i would go to fumbles and i quickly want to give a shout out to john brown who obviously is a devoted listener subscriber and follower of our podcast i think it was one of our first yeah um thank you for recovering the fumble that singletary committed on the game-winning drive because without that we probably would have lost and i was screaming at my tv in the final two minutes of the game because I was so sick of stupid penalties and our offense not converting on third down and giving them two attempts at scoring a touchdown to tie the game. I feel bad for Singletary in that situation. You can tell that he took it really hard because he doesn't make mistakes. Dude, he had like two fumbles going into that game. Like, he doesn't fumble. Yeah. And then TJ Watt shows up and legitimately throws haymakers. Yeah, did you see? The yeah. guy's coming hot yeah. with these behind-the-back punches going right towards the nuts. He's an athlete, bro. Did you see? He almost like limited Josh Allen's chances of ever having kids. Yeah. He came in hot. Yeah. It was but, terrifying. I mean, that's how they play. I mean, mm-hmm. him and his brother. Again, loyal subscribers. That's how they play. <laughs> they go hard, and they know that if you punch this, it's gone. Yeah. That's why they're... They I think tape. he's number one in, with forced fumbles, right? He's he's a freak. I mean, he's... Absolute freak. That yeah. that whole family. There is a lot of freak families in there right now. Yeah. The Watt family, the Bosa family, Edmonds. They're McCaffrey. disgusting. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey and all of his brothers and his parents. They're in the NFL right now? Uh, I'm pretty sure most of his brothers were at one point. Oh, now okay. they're in different teams. Um, oh, interesting. Like I XFL. Know. I think his brother plays in the XFL gotcha. right now. But his dad plays for the Broncos. Yeah. Dude, his dad was an NFL receiver yeah. for 13 years. Yeah. His mom played soccer at D1. Whatever. But yeah, I agree. There was a couple times where Beasley should have had the ball. John Brown should have had the ball. Allen has to stop throwing and releasing before he gets to like 90 degrees. Because as soon as he lets it go and that ball is already on an upward projection, that's not coming down to our receiver. It's it's frustrating because if we had a receiver that was 6'3", it wouldn't matter. But we're not giving him the chance to and play. I know. I, I know. understand that you need speed, 
but we already have speed. Mm-hmm. We have John Brown and we have sneaky Cole Beasley. Yeah. Why not put someone big bodied in there that can run down the field and contest for a ball? I know. Isaiah McKenzie is not contesting for balls. Nope. Get Duke in there, have him box people out. He played amazing. I still don't get that lot. Like, I understand people's thought process with it. Like, we need a field stretcher for some odd reason. I don't know why they keep saying that because we don't. Allen can't make deep balls very consistently anyway. So, why are we going to tailor a game for deep balls when he doesn't consistently make them? Right. I. So, our local sports talk radio yeah, yeah. has a guy named on there named Sal Capaccio, and he consistently has this conversation with listeners. Yeah. And it's the same thing every week. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do we have Frank Oren? Could we use TJ Yeldon? Why is Duke not in? And it's the same conversation. They're getting and, sick of answering it. Yeah, of course. But it's they a are. valid question, to be honest. It is, but at the same time, the front office has who they have on the field because that's who they think is going to give us the best chance to win. And Frank Orr really doesn't fumble, knock on wood. Yeah. And he's our go to, and that's he proved that in the fourth. He really did prove that against the Steelers in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It's just frustrating when we don't have Duke Williams in the game who could be a big body dude. I mean the Titans have Brown. And he's a big dude. Granted, he's a rookie. Can but you imagine if we got either Brown or Metcalf? I know. I think about that all the time. I know. Because they went after Cody Ford mm-hmm. in the second round. Right. So we could have had either one of them. Granted, there was a lot of speculation on Metcalf because he can only run in a straight line, blah, blah, blah. But he's performing very well for Seattle. Yeah. If we would have got either one of them, it would be a completely different Completely different offense. Mm-hmm. And people are complaining still. I posted a status today, and people are probably sick of me saying it. But you're judging, and you are you either have two sides of the spectrum. You have Jim Kelly, basically Josh Allen is going to be the next Jim Kelly, which is one complete side. And then you have the people saying, drop him, draft a quarterback next draft class, he's a bust. There's no in between. Right. Or at least those people aren't vocal, I should say that. And hate to break it to you, but there's no one in this upcoming draft at quarterback. Right. Yeah. Just saying. But uh, since he's going to grab Hen- Hence my hat. Yeah, I know, really. That's the next time you're going to have a good quarterback worth going after. Yeah. So you're not going to have... You can't judge him based off of... There is literally zero change in scenery for him. Right. He, he has new weapons, but they're kind of comparable to what he had. He doesn't have a star number one. He's had the same offensive coordinator. And Brian Dable is killing me. It's... Oh, man. I know. It's tough because I don't want to trash it. But one twenty third or one fifty three left in the half. Yeah. We had all three timeouts. Mm-hmm. You know what we did? We ran it three times up the middle. I know. Why? I'm... It was 7-3 to three at that time. Trust your young quarterback to make plays. He's not making mistakes, really. He's fumbling every once in a while, but he's not throwing these interceptions. Why not give us a chance to go up even more at the half? I remember when you and I first talked about it and you said that the Bills game plan for their opponent, not necessarily to completely destroy them. Which they still do. Which I understand that part. Mm-hmm. But I would so much rather go into the halftime with a 10-3 lead. We started at the 20-yard line. All we needed was, what, 50 yards in two minutes with three timeouts, and we would have had a field goal? Correct. We would have gone in 10-3. Right. It's stuff like that that bothers me with Dable. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you calling those plays? Second, 100, or 100, Jesus Christ. The game didn't even have 100 minutes in it. Uh, one minute and 23 seconds left in the third. We did six runs, all within 10 yards of the end zone. Yeah. We ended up losing 10 yards. I hated watching that. That was pathetic. Yep. And we ran up the middle once with Allen. Mm-hmm. I think we ran to the left and to the right on the first drive. And we got 10 yards on the, the first part because we got a new set of downs. And then for some reason, we decided to run three consecutive plays, two with Gore, who's not very fast, to the right tackle, again, who's not very fast. It and was you have T.J. Watt there. It was a pass. The one of them was a pass. Yeah, I, I understand that. But... Still, you're running to the outside where T.J. Watt is with a slow running back. What did you think was going to happen? And then when they brought Singletary in, they did the same exact play. There has to be more creativeness when it comes to these situations because this has happened a lot this season where we give uh, the running game a little bit too much credit, especially with Gore running outside the tackles when he shouldn't be. Yeah. He should be put your head down and run up the center. Yeah, it's frustrating because as soon as <sighs> – as soon as we said, let the chains loose, let Allen throw the damn ball, 
what happens on the next series is he comes out, he, th- he hits Brown deep, and then we do the same play again, and he tries Brown again. And it's like, okay, finally. But we gained, it was 58 yards. Mm-hmm. That, that in two plays. Yeah. In two plays. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, all you have to do is just <laughs> trust him. Yeah. And they won't. They don't trust Allen. It's extremely frustrating Because they're game managers, and they know that the defense will hold them. Yeah. But at the same time, look at what happened back in week four when we played the Patriots. We were ridiculously conservative. Yeah. We were ferociously conservative there for you go. the full, like, what, two and a half quarters? Yeah. And then we went down. We came out after the half, and Allen marched down the field like the Patriots were nobody. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful drive because they put the ball in his hands and let him throw. Yeah. But for some reason, we just keep playing conservative, and it's bothering me because the man behind it isn't Allen. He's not changing the plays to always have runs. He wants to bomb it 90 yards into the end zone. Yeah, he doesn't care. It's Dable, man. And it's pissing me off that people are looking at Allen thinking that he's a terrible quarterback because he has accuracy issues, whatever. But when you're only throwing 20 times a game, it's hard to get into a rhythm to really get things going. It's just bothering. I got you, man. But then next week we have the Patriots again. Yes. So what's going to happen next week? Uh, they're probably already filming us, so who knows? <laughs> Dude, their excuse was so dumb. We're filming a scouting thing. It's and like, then their really, video got released. Really? And it looked horrible on them. They're they're garbage, they're man. Garbage. I'm just so sick I, of it. I hope that we... I hope and I don't hope. Because if it gets to a situation where the NFL punishes them some way... And we get the first spot. I don't even know how that would be possible. I don't know the rules of the NFL. But if they punish the Patriots by making them forfeit the last game of the season, that way Buffalo wins out and we're the first spot. You know damn well that that's going to be the talk of all Bills fans. The only reason that we're number one is because of this with the Patriots. Yeah, of course. But what's the game plan for the Patriots? Because if you watch that last game with Cincy that they just played, that they got tape on, a terrible offense for no reason because they could have beat them anyway. They actually were almost losing in the first half. Yeah, they played hilarious. terrible. Yeah. And then Dalton threw an easy pick six to Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. I just read a thing today. Quarterbacks targeting Stephon Gilmore have a 12.2 passer rating. That's gross. He's playing a really good ball. It's him and Trey White, the top two corners in the league right now. Not mm-hmm. Marcus Peters, not Jalen Ramsey. It's Stephon Gilmore and Trey White. Just imagine if we had Stefan Gilmore on the other side of Trey White. I almost didn't want him, though. He was so annoying. Yeah. And he constantly got beat deep. Yeah. But whatever, man. He progressed. He made his changes. He's playing good ball. I give him credit. He's in the show. I'm not. I'm sitting here talking to you. Yeah, seriously. But, yeah, Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, don't make it sound so bad. You're sitting here talking to me. Yeah, he's making millions, and I'm just sitting here talking to you, you idiot. <laughs> Um, uh, Josh Allen with 13 for 25, 139, one touchdown, one interception, seven for 28 with one touchdown on the ground. Trey had two picks. Yes, he did. Again, he's a tank. Talk about it. I love him. We need to sign him ASAP. What do you mean? There's there's no, we need to extend him. We We, need to do something. Goofball. We will. His rookie contract's not even up yet. I don't care. We need to do something. Put a a ring on it, man. If you like it, then you better put a ring on it. I've heard that somewhere. Um, yeah, upstairs. Yeah, upstairs. Seriously, shut up. Uh, so Poyer, <laughs> Poyer had one interception. Wallace had one interception. Yep. Just really, really good play on our defense. And Wallace steps it up. He has his on and off games. So does Johnson. It's just so, so frustrating. Johnson, yeah. But yeah, he walked around with his head up like this all the time. Like, put your head down. I know. You made a bad play. Exactly. <laughs> you literally just got burned on a yeah. on a fifteen yard flag. But that Josh Allen ball, that forty yard bomb to John Brown. That was a beautiful placement. Yeah. Perfect zone coverage, perfect read. He went through his progressions. And even that cropped touchdown. Yeah. He, he looked moved. that safety right off and then just zinged it in there. Sure did. If he's on, he's on. He needs to be on a rhythm. Dable needs to trust him. And it needs to the offense needs to go through Josh Allen, not through our running backs. Even though Devin Singletary is a tank too. Talk about it. I love him. Mm-hmm. You're just my hype man, and I love it. <laughs> I've been talking a lot actually. So that's all I had for Bills. I'm with you, man. Did you have anything else? No, no. I'm glad we won. We're in the playoffs, but it's definitely business as as uh, as usual. As usual, as, as usual. Uh, people in the showbiz say. Yeah. Um, since we are in the showbiz, so <laughs> what is your perspective on us potentially sitting Josh Allen in Week 16 if against the, the Jets? Yeah. Sit everybody, all starters. Sit them. But what if we beat New England? Eh. 
And then we could potentially contend for that first spot. Because you know, if we sit Allen, there's one of two situations here. Either one, which I don't really care about the second situation, but one, we lose to the Jets and New England loses to Miami somehow because they bench all their players too. Then I will be pissed because we could have got the number one seed if we've tried. Number two, we put in Barkley and Barkley kills it. He throws four touchdowns. Oh, here we go. Shit, Allen, we could have had Barkley exactly. all year. Shut up. All Those these are people the two are morons. <laughs> Let's move on because I'm going to get heated. Would you go to the airport Yeah. after the game? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Not on Sunday night when I have work in the morning. What about? And I'm employed. Yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> no, you don't live off the government? That's weird. All right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh, do a rating here. label oh my god do you want to do a drop for the rating not not a beatbox and drop but like an intro section okay perfect um no i'm just kidding we'll figure it out later all right sounds we good. need more time to discuss yeah we do all right so this is what we got we got lack house limited release barreled gin 90 proof cool bottle cool label green for broccoli so during the <laughs> during the 500 pearl event, during the 500 Corey, pearl event, that oh for those I can't figure it out, Corey wanted broccoli. He goes up to the snack table because we were up on the stage, the VIP area. Yeah, the dude just grabs a full half of a decoration of pineapple and just destroys it. Starts eating it. He tears it open and just starts chowing down on it. I don't blame him, dude. I love him. He is my favorite person. He's such a riot. I want to interview him more. Yeah, he's such a good dude. He's a bro. But yeah, he was awesome. All right, sorry. Continue. I just really wanted to tell that story. <laughs> I give their. Um... I give their label an A. I give their label, I'm sorry, their bottle an A A plus. So label an A, bottle an A plus? Yeah. So all together A plus? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Let me write all this down before we forget. Please do. And then we look like morons. I mean, not like that matters anyways because we always look like morons, but I can't even yeah, find it. Yeah, get like a rose. Is rosemary a characteristic in gin? Of this gin? And no. just gin in general. I don't know. You think I make this stuff? I just drink it, dude. <laughs> I'm like... My people built the Erie Canal for whiskey. Are you kidding me? We didn't care. <laughs> Are you getting rosemary in here, too? Yeah, a little bit. But it's not. It's um, it's lavender and lemon. I'm getting rosemary. I'm well, getting actually a plethora of spices. Let's put it that way. A plethora. Let's not narrow it down to one spice. Because I don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm getting a heavy rosemary smell in this. Which is so strange. Maybe that's like the concoction of juniper and everything else. Because I've never really smelled straight juniper. Yeah. So maybe that's a similar smell to rosemary. Mm. I love it, dude. So for the nose, I'd give this an... Um... I would give it an A++. Yeah, I agree. I like this a lot. Yeah. It is so dynamic. And maybe it's because you and I spent 11 episodes drinking whiskey, basically. Yeah. That this is just different and new and exciting. Mm-hmm. But this is beautiful. It's so nice on the nose. Like, I would pour this on my pillowcase to go to sleep at night. Oh, my god. You know goodness. what I'm saying? This... It has lavender in it, bro. It would put me to sleep real quick. You know how much lavender Colleen uses before she go to bed with her ridiculous essential oils? <laughs> Michael, I need my essential oils. I can't breathe. I have to relax. We can cut this out, Colleen. I'm so sorry. No, leave it. God, even Cleo gets it. Drives me nuts. So you have essential oils in the bedroom? She does. Yeah. I don't deal with that. You kidding me? Lavender is good, though. Yeah, I mean, lavender's From... not bad. Yeah. You can buy lavender-scented garbage bags. Yes, you can. Anyways. But my garbage doesn't need to fall asleep. I do. <laughs> I know. So does Cleo. All but right. So, yeah, I love this nose. A++ for sure. All right, A++. Initial A++ taste. plus check mark. A++ check mark. You can do whatever you want, but no. I'm doing A++, A++ check mark. A++ check mark. I love this smell. Send it, dude. It's a good smell. So dynamic. Just text Corey and let him know. Make this a perfume. I want to buy it. All right. We'll do. Yo, can you make this into a men's cologne? <laughs> I'm sure Burberry would sponsor this. Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> Initial taste. This. I want to be more elaborate with my tasting notes. This just makes me smile. Yeah. I feel like the way that I'm feeling 
is not coming across the actual way that I'm tasting. Because with tasting notes and adding notes, you have different levels of it, right? You have an initial taste, kind of what's on the front end of it, what settles on your tongue, and then the ending notes after you swallow and everything like that. Again, with the hand gestures, I'm not sure what this means. All I know is that it means something ending. You use your hands more than Obama. Dude, I'm Italian. What do you think? I know it's true. I'm surprised you didn't break your microphone yet mid-sentence. Basically, just we all almost broke all of our glasses yesterday, Mister. I don't move my hands. Listen, or last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I talk a lot with my hands. I mean, that's what can I say? Initial taste, I give it an A plus plus. I do too. I'm getting a heavy floral. Floral is front for me. I'm like all the, lavender here. The The initial taste for me is like mm-hmm. a heavy floral, yeah. and then it ends on a lavender note. Yep. So that's not necessarily ending note, but that's kind of how the initial gotcha. taste goes through my mouth. Yes. Starts floral, heavy floral, juniper, all that good smelling, good tasting, fresh outside air is what's entering my mouth. And then as it's settling on my tongue... Before it gets to the end, it's a blast of lavender with a little bit of alcohol. My ending notes are lavender and vanilla. I'm getting that too. I'm also getting a little bit of oak from the barrel. Yeah. As it's ending. Not a lot though. It's just Not a, a lot. Just a hint. You can. It's just enough of a hint where you can tell that this is barrel aged gin rather than regular gin. Yeah. But it's not overbearing too. where if you didn't like the oak taste, it wouldn't be very good. What do you want to rate it? A++ for ending note? Yeah. I really, really enjoy this. It's good. I honestly, the, the more I drink it and the more that I think about what I'm tasting, this is a fun exercise at home. If you're listening to this, actually, I heard this awesome review of ours. And it came from a guy that we went to uh, that speakeasy with. Mm-hmm. He he told me, he goes, every once in a while, I'll listen to your full episode, and I'll have a glass of whiskey in my hand, and every time it beeps, I'll drink with you, and he'll think about his own smells and tastes during the episode, and it just completely transforms the way that you're thinking about this alcohol. It's fun to just drink it and chug it and not think about it, but if you're thinking about the different smells and the taste and everything that's going on, and really take pride in the actual bottle that you're drinking, it's a totally different experience. Oh, yeah. I love that. Me too. That is literally what we're doing here. Yeah, that's what it's all about. It makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. All right, so any note, what did we do? A++? Yeah, with vanilla and lavender. So final rating. Wow, that is so good. The, the floral notes in it, when it ends, too, mm-hmm. goes right up into your nasal cavity. Yeah. Wow, that is very good. I'm all in, man. All right, final rating. Three, two, one. 95. 95. Look at that, dude. When was the last time we agreed on something? I don't know. Never. <laughs> I like that a lot. That was very good. 95. I'm impressed. Good job, Corey. Yeah, nice job. Very good job. Goodness. Yeah, they, they have quite a bit of... Um, other liquors on their lineup. They have a Gentleman, mm. which is a gin that is infused with cinnamon sticks. Yeah. Again, what are they doing? Fantastic. Oh, uh, do you know what else they have? I didn't write this stuff down, and I can't remember off the top of my head. Not they, all. The they spirits. have a vodka. They have a regular gin. They have. They don't have a bourbon or a whiskey yet. Right. They're thinking about it maybe in the future, but it's not not right now. Um, but they have all that stuff. They have a moonshine, I think, right? Um, and they have a different flavored. They have a coffee from Public Espresso. Yes. Which was delicious. Yeah. Did you get to try it at the event? That was new, wasn't it? Oh my gosh. It is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, they did a good job. They don't mess things up. I mean, they take their time. Yeah. They they don't push a release. They don't um they don't really care about outside opinions. Yeah. They want it to meet their standard and their way of doing things. And until it's their way, then they don't even think about releasing it. Right. Which I appreciate. I mean they do they do a good job. They do a lot of cool events, too. So if you go follow them on uh, any other social media, they just had an event where there were baby kangaroos walking around. Yeah, kangaroos. Which was so sick. Yeah, you can snuggle them, yeah, love on them. It was awesome. Yeah. 
but they do a lot of events. Go follow them. Go show Corey some love. Go pick up a bottle of this barrel aged gin. It's so good. It's beautiful. Man. Oh yeah. Like we said earlier, go follow us on our social media, Instagram, Facebook at the Buffalo Happy Hour. Send us an email to buffalohappyhourpodcast.com. Tell us what you like. Give us some recommendations. Leave us a comment. Go subscribe to us on YouTube at the Buffalo Happy Hour. Yeah, give us some we, love. Buy a t-shirt. Donate to local charity. Yeah, good point, actually. Please let us know if you want to buy a t-shirt. We're oh, going to yeah. start orders relatively soon because we're going to start printing them at the turn of the new year. Yeah, we're so, going to start the new year off strong. Bro. Yeah, so quarter, uh, first quarter of 2020, uh, be on the lookout to buy your, your first Buffalo Happy Hour podcast t-shirt that's branded. Yeah, we haven't really like solidified a price yet. But it's going to be under 30. Yep. Because we don't want to go above 30. No. But this is some high quality t shirts. It is. It I'm is. very pumped with this. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, go like us on YouTube. Leave us a comment. Let us know how we did. Go show Queen City Creative Works and also um, everyone else love that we mentioned through this episode Lockhouse, Distilling, Western New York Heroes. Go show them some love too. Let us know that, uh, let them know that we sent you. Um, and yeah, Mike, that has been episode 12. Episode 12 is a wrap. Absolutely. Looking forward to many more. Yeah, we're out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.